to Tea Tonic and Toxin, a book club and podcast for anyone who wants to explore the best mysteries and thrillers ever written. I'm your host, Sarah Harrison. And I'm your host, Carolyn Daughters. Pour yourself a cup of tea, a gin and tonic, but not a toxin, and join us on a journey through 19th and 20th century mysteries and thrillers, every one of them a game changer. Sarah, we have such another exciting and different episode today. We do. We're going to look ahead. Yeah, it's the prospective. We're so fancy. We're nothing but fancy. Fancy and professional is all we are (laughs) on the Teetonic and Toxin podcast. Yeah. As we all know. We've got 12 amazing books for 2024 and we want to talk a little bit about them. Yeah, so if you are like us and you want to order your books ahead of time... I mean, order all of them, but if you can't order all of them, uh, we'll be talking through some of them. Yeah, and, and, and ones you want. on a note, that's a great point, uh, we have links to all of these books on Amazon, so you can order the books directly from the website. You will not pay anything extra to do it, but we will get a small commission, which helps us basically stay up and running, because we're a, a small, um, heartfelt, but small shop here. A small labor of love is what we are. Yeah. And so if you want to love us in return, we will love you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all love here. <laughs> all right. But before we get into that, um, we do have another listener of the month. I am so pleased to say that Jessie Sawyer has been listening on her drives from Park City, Utah. So we're very excited. Thank you so much for listening, Jessie. Yes. And thank you. Utah, is this our first Utah listener of the month? I'm not sure. I've been creating a state-by-state list and don't have the list in front of me, but I feel like it might be our first Utah. I think it is. So congratulations, Jesse. Yes, thank thank you. you. A beautiful, gorgeous sticker will be coming your way Mm -hmm. soon. It's a lovely sticker. And and listeners, you're going to want to get one of your own. I mean, I'm just guessing. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you want a sticker? I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good sticker. So all you have to do is comment on our website, which is tetonicandtoxin.com or on our Instagram or Facebook pages at tetonicandtoxin. There's other things you can do. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can give the podcast five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We're everywhere. Any of these things is probably going to earn you a sticker. Yeah, Spotify has additional interaction um, capabilities as well. So... You know, answer some polls, uh, vote, answer some questions, give your feedback. We're always, we always love to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. um, about a book or anything else. Yeah. Well, not anything else. Well, most anything. I do. Huh. I'm very curious. If it's super, super <laughs> off topic, you can write Sarah Harrison. I am a curious person. Yes. Yes. Um, and if it's on topic, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have 12 amazing selections. Carolyn and I, you know, we actually have things kind of scoped out. What is it for like the next three years? We did. We we went crazy. I, we went sane. It was very sane. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think ahead. Mm-hmm. You got to think strategically. You got to think fairly. You got to. I mean, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. You know, one thing that's really interesting about this um book club is that the club and by the club i mean mostly carolyn is curating 
the list. So we're not following an external list. There's a lot out there, mm-hmm. and we do consult them. Um, but the club is curating the list um, of sort of the history of the whole genre. So take a look at our lists. See if you agree. If you disagree, are there some you would add in? Are there some you would subtract? Yeah, we have our list for 2024 on the website. And uh, we're covering a a huge, immense period. Immense. What is it, four years? It's five years, Sarah. (laughs) Let's let's not. not, It's 1934 all the way to 1939. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Yep. Five Five years. Five glorious years. And there's so many things we could have done, right? So we're going history of mystery. We're chronological. We left off in 1934 with The Nine Tailors by Dorothy Sayers. So we could have jumped into the 40s immediately. We could have gone into the 50s. That would be crazy. You can't skip a decade. You could. I mean, you could. I I guess you can do what you want. Yeah, but this is a really, like, rich period. There's so much to explore. And we cut out so many books. I mean... Really, we could have done 1934. We could have like, <laughs> here's the 12 best mystery n- novels of, of 1934. So we're we're picking and choosing and curating and trying to figure out where to begin this thing and where to end it. And so initially I was thinking we're going to be in the 40s in 2024, but th- the book selections that we were cutting seemed so important. Mm-hmm. And there were all of these amazing authors who we weren't super familiar with, but who had these immense reputations and were super influential in the genre. And I thought, let's bring a couple of these people back. Right. You know, it's not like we're on a time assignment here. This is um, it's the long game podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in this for the long it's haul, It's not like folks. Yeah. decade per year or any mm-hmm. sort of arbitrary nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're strictly trying to evaluate on the merit of the books, mm-hmm what they're bringing to the development of the genre and in their own impact. Mm-hmm. So um, we think they're all going to be winners. I'm, I'm already ordering them. I'm looking forward to reading them. Um, is this still considered the golden age of de- detective fiction? Carolyn? Yeah, I think, I think so. So there's, there's going to be different names for this period and for the writers writing in it. And um, this cozy British school that, the Dorothy Sayers, the Agatha Christie, that's going to be part of the golden age still here in 34 to 39. We're also going to have the hard-boiled school. We have um, the thin man, the postman always rings twice. We've got we've got several books that are going to feel like the, the anti-Agatha Christie, anti-Dorothy Sayers. Yeah, and also... Agatha Christie and Dorothy Sayers. And we've also have got upcoming books this year as well. We, yeah, we do. I mean, we're starting the year with The Thin Man, which is 1934. Um, so it's got these two amazing characters, Nick and Nora Charles, and, you know, called Detective Duo. He's the main detective, just to be fair. But uh, she's about as witty and patient and just glorious a character as. I've seen on the page. Love her. And um, they're super funny together. They're going to solve a crime. He's going to solve a crime with her help and the help of a variety of other people. Um, it's it's this amazing period. It starts 
around the Christmas season into New Year. So it's, I think, the perfect book for January 2024. Yeah, so if you want to keep your holidays going, Mm -hmm. get The Thin Man, Mm -hmm. cozy up. I'm personally really looking forward to seeing what a funny Dashiell Hammett sounds like (laughs) because Red Harvest and uh, Maltese Falcon were something else different than that. Yeah, it's um, so if you've read Red Harvest, which hopefully you have by now and listen to our episodes on Red Harvest, Nick and Nora Charles in The Thin Man, they're the complete antithesis of everything that's happening in Red Harvest. They're a a wealthy couple. They are... um, I'm going to say probably alcoholics. Uh, (laughs) Are they for the time, though? I still remember, it was Trent's last case where the Mm. murdered guy, they were like, he's fairly abstemious, you know, he only drinks a glass of wine at lunch, (laughs) a glass of champagne at dinner, has his brandy and soda nightcap, and like the guy's drinking three or four drinks a day, and he's considered... That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, that no that's that's true, right? So I I don't know. They they pour drinks nonstop in this book. It is uh, it's incredible. They're up till all hours of the morning. They sleep until, you know, noon. It's it's an in- incredible lifestyle, but they are they're well off. They're they're not like the Continental Op in Red Harvest. They're not like Sam Spade in Maltese Falcon. These they're completely different characters. It's it's a really interesting sort of twist there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a lady detective again as well. We haven't seen one of those since Lady Molly. Yeah, and Nora's really sort of a helpmate. She's she's got good insights into people. Um you know, she she adds a lot of wit and spark to the scenes. There's a lot of scenes in this book where she could play the jealous wife and I mean arguably should play the jealous <laughs> wife and she just doesn't bat an eye. I mean, she holds her own with anyone in the room. She is she's tough. And the the movie version of The Thin Man, which Sarah, I'm hoping we can watch, yeah. is amazing. It's really one of my favorite films. It's William Powell and Myrna Loy who are two of the greats. They are phenomenal together. I love them dearly. So I'm very excited about January. Awesome. Well, let's watch it. Let's watch it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like a great one. What other kind of firsts are we going to be seeing here with without spoilers yet? (laughs) When we get to the episode, if you if you've listened to anything, you know, every episode is a major spoiler. So don't listen to it unless you're never going to read the book or you've already (laughs) read the book. Um, But yeah, what, the, what other firsts are so we covering? The Hollow Man, we're going to read um, by John Dixon Carr. And many say it's the best execution of the locker room mystery ever written. So is it? We're, we're going to weigh in. We've read several of them several of them by now, starting with The Murders in the Room Work by yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Okay. So the locked room is itself this subgenre that's mm-hmm. developing. Mm-hmm neat yeah um so uh, others um that that we'll be reading um we're gonna look at the abc murders 1936 by agatha christie possibly the first serial killer book uh there's a serial killer in the midst and um that killer is challenging hercule poirot to a battle of wits um and so Readers are probably going to be kept guessing till the end. 
And the murder is just going to go one by one. Somebody kills somebody with the last name with the letter A and someone with the name uh, starting with B and <laughs> so C. So the first clue and... is they know everyone's last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's interesting, um, interesting stuff and really good also ITV version of the story which is the the British television Hmm. series station, I think starring David Suchet. It's a really good adaptation of the ABC murders, which which I liked a lot. Yeah. You know, listeners, this is something Carolyn and I have discussed a bit. And if you have a chance to weigh in, we would love to know. As a lot of these are so well known, a lot of these have corresponding movies. We had a whole conversation in Murder on the Orient Express about the different movie versions. Um, we would love to maybe do some movie episodes about some tie-ins. If that's mm-hmm. interesting to you or you have favorite um, mystery movies you mm-hmm. want to throw out there, please comment and let us know. Yeah. Or if it's not interesting to you and you're like, please don't <laughs> let us know <laughs> that too. <laughs> and, and so, Sarah, you've read Rebecca. I have read Rebecca. It was um, It was so important it made this selection in our last book club of like the 50 greatest novels ever written by Mm, women mm -hmm. um so rebecca starts off with an interesting quote here last night i dreamt i went to manderley again here a young bride is haunted by the lingering shadow of her husband's first wife at the eerie manderley estate secrets jealousy suspense and i will say a bunch of rhododendrons (laughs) <laughs> and a chilling tale of love and deception. <laughs> this is the classic gothic suspense novel, mm-hmm. Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Yeah, won the Anthony Award for Best Novel of the Century. That's not too shabby. Novel of the Century. Yeah, it's, if you look on a list of important books, important mysteries, mm-hmm. or just straight important fiction. So this one bleeds over into just important fiction. Mm-hmm. Rebecca's on there. So when Sarah and I were curating this list, we we ended up leaving a lot of books sort of on, you know, um, cutting them out of the list that were initially in play. And then we grappled and some came in and came out and we, we landed on this list eventually. And we did a couple things that I think are interesting. We included a book by Ethel Lina White called The Wheel Spins. Um, 1936. It's the basis of Alfred Hitchcock's film, The Lady Vanishes. Mm, that's one to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 lesser known for sure. Um, and we've also included Death in the Stocks, which is by Georgette Heyer. And this is a Regency romance. Um, so which which is a subgenre, as we have learned, of the the mystery and thriller genre. And um, so it's going to, you know, be very much golden age. It's set in a quaint English village. and But um, because it's got this Regency romance twist on it, which is going to, we're going to see some of that sort of idea in books that are going to come in, in future years, we thought we have to incorporate this book. And I'm, I don't know about you, Sarah, I'm super excited about putting a spotlight on a couple of these female authors who are lesser known. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Rebecca's pretty well known, but there's certainly others that mm-hmm. aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited as well. Like, we've just been talking a lot about subgenres mm-hmm. right now. And 
Um, we're still pretty early in the history. So there's Regency romance, there's locked room. We just said um, for Rebecca, there's gothic suspense. Yeah. Now, locked room, we've read a few of those already. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it could solidly be developing as a subgenre by this point. Are things like Regency romance and gothic mystery their own subgenre yet? Or is that just as we look backward? Like, were these the first? Are they the originators? Or I think they're doing it biggest and best. But, I mean, you could argue, I think you could argue, that even a Jane Austen Northanger Abbey is a, a gothic okay. thriller. Now, it turns out to, you know, it's sort of a, a wink and a nod. But, I mean, there's there are... Um, you know, the mystery of Udolpho, and there are older... Mm-hmm. We read uh, that in the book club. Yeah. Oh, that that preceded me. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was nine years. Yes, <laughs> it's a yes. long-running book club. But, you know, looking yeah. back, we'll be at this for probably the next 20 years. So. Yeah, I mean, so there's there are precursors, but to really, like, have... Um, the, the books being published in 1934 to 1939 are very much influenced by the mystery genre, which has evolved very rapidly since Poe, since Arthur Conan Doyle, and certainly with Agatha Christie and others. So they're all going to be influenced by that sense of pacing and timing and um, the, you know, red herrings and the big reveal. And all all of this, I think, is, um, is what makes them part of this list. Yeah, noir, that would be another sub Noir is another one. Getting into. Yeah. So, I mean, here's one I have not read yet. The Postman always rings twice. Yeah. Isn't that a movie as well? I swear I've heard of it. It is. And I saw that movie, weirdly, when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there were, there were no um, bars on what I was able to put on. <laughs> we had cable and, um, but... I, was I a pretty old movie. <laughs> well, no, it was in the seventies. I oh, think okay. it was. I think Jessica Lange and um, oh, why am I drawing a famous actor? Um, Nichols, Nicholson. Why am I drawing a Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, his name is Jack Nicholson. Might have heard of him. Um, and apparently I forgot about him. <laughs> um, I might be wrong, but I think they're the actors in it, and it's. I mean. I was shocked as a child as to what I was watching, but I didn't change the channel. So, um, as secrets unravel, two lovers are drawn deeper into a web of crime, leading to a shocking and morally ambiguous climax. That sounds totally child friendly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I was probably like nine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what am I watching? What in the? Why is there no like child lock on this cable station? Um. So yeah, and then we've got um, another thing that's really interesting is we've got a couple sort of adventure thriller stories. So um, we have Rogue Mail, uh, written by a guy that named one cracks me up, Jeffrey Household. <laughs> Even his name is funny. Yeah, too. everything everything about it's a funny story. name, and he names the book a funny name. Yeah, but the um, Times UK called it the best escape and pursuit story yet written, with lip chewing tension right to the end. That that phrase is not used enough to describe tension. Lip lip chewing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the mask of Demetrius as well, which Eric Ambler um, is um, credited with paving the way for writers like John Le Carre, uh, Len Dighton, Robert Ludlum. It's one of Time Magazine's 100 best mystery and thriller books of all time. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned another list. 
100 best mystery books of all time. Which I combed through. So I combed to, to curate this list. I combed through all the different lists and everything was in, potentially in play. And then really, you know, you and I made a, a lot of decisions. We did some back and forth and really like f- tried to figure out what made the most sense for our list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see uh, our last book of the year. And then there were none actually made the best selling mystery crime novel of all time. Mm-hmm. All time, folks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a shocker, and there's a couple, I think, not very good film versions out there. There's a recent, in the last couple years, film version that I thought was amazing. It's multi-part. Really? It's maybe four, three or three or four parts or something like that. It's really, really well done. I was super impressed with very it. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So as we get to the end of the year, Sarah, maybe we'll watch that version of it. Because yeah. I think it's, uh, it really honors the book, and also brings these characters to life. Like we spend enough time with them that we get a sense of who they are. The actors are are very talented. The script is really good. The setting feels appropriately ominous. Um, so it's, I think, a great way to end the year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. So in addition to all of the new books we're reading, we're also every year and every year, but I mean, we're in year three now, which feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Every year we're trying to do and add new things with the podcast. Yeah. So I don't know, do you want to talk about any of the new things we'll be doing this year? <laughs> I'm going to learn what a podcast is. <laughs> um, if you, I'm not sure what she means by that. Well, Go ahead no, and listen to our retrospective. <laughs> as, as was discovered earlier this week when I thought I was witnessing podcasting and Sarah explained to me it was a stage show. <laughs> so, With signage and lights, so, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to learn a little bit more about how this magic happens because I put these headphones on and then eventually a recording appears and I, I, beyond that. Um, but in all seriousness, I do want to learn that technical side of it a little bit more okay. this year because I, I feel in the dark about it and um, and I feel like, okay, I've gotten my feet under me. I understand a lot of the different parts about what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so we could probably back each other up a little bit yeah. more, though we um, are very compatible in the sense that a lot of the stuff I do doesn't cross over with what you do. And so we work really well together. I think yeah. we could back each other up maybe a little better. Yeah, I, I agree. I've been trying to dabble a little bit more and understand kind of how you set up the social media side mm-hmm. and maybe contribute more. What <laughs> like, uh, like we talked about in the retrospective episode, mm-hmm. you know, Carolyn's a wonderful collaborator, but I don't want to be in the position of being like, Make my idea happen on the Facebook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want, I want to also be able to just go do the things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, and so you've thought of a number of things that we want to do in twenty twenty four. Well, the ideas are endless. One of the things we are definitely doing um, is interviewing more authors. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we're really excited about. Um, you know, we had the opportunity last year um, to interview a couple of authors on their new books yeah. coming out. And that was so much fun. We thought we would find some more. We've especially been focusing on the Rocky Mountain region. 
We are. We're, we're starting with the Rocky Mountain region. We've um, become starting to become more involved in the Rocky Mountain Mystery Writers of America. There are so many talented mystery, detective story, thriller writers um, writing today, and a lot of them are in this region. Yeah. So we thought, you know, we're going to start here, and we're currently setting up interviews in 2024 with several amazing, amazing writers. I'm really excited. Yeah, and that's going to be fun, and I think it's going to be... You know, it's not going, it's only going to add to the book club aspect, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of bringing in the modern heritage of mystery as we continue to go along through our curated list. So that's something very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been toying a little bit, uh, and listeners, (laughs) feel free to give feedback. Mm -hmm. I've been toying a little bit with sound clips the second half of 2023. We're starting to put clips on the social media of sound uh, we want to start expanding into video clips as well at some point you know it's a <laughs> it's a funny situation I'm like well my daughter i think is done breastfeeding finally so <laughs> so maybe uh, an increment of time will free up to start experimenting with some other techniques okay yeah oh yeah. That, i think that that's great and um for me this past year has been a lot of process of getting to understand how to interview guests and integrate them in as seamless a way as possible. Mm -hmm. Because Sarah, you and I know each other well, we we know how to talk about these books. Even when we're figuring stuff out, like we don't know all the answers. It's not that it's that we feel comfortable asking each other the questions and trying to figure it out. And so we're constantly bringing guests and others in. And that can be, you know, amazing or it can be the opposite depending and fortunately our interviews have gone extremely well in 2023 but kind of figuring out that magic formula of making the guest feel like they're part of this conversation and and making sure that like the three of us have this engagement and this like really I don't know just really organic dialogue I think I want to work on that a little bit in 2024 um, because this is the direction we're heading, right? We're bringing other voices into this conversation. So I want to make sure it's done in a really smart and interesting way. Yeah. yeah and uh, as always, voices we want to bring into the conversation include all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to work on more ways, ever more ways that you can engage with the podcast, make suggestions, make comments, put your feelings out there about the book yeah. um, wherever possible. You know, we want to bring those into the podcast. And is, it is a book club in my mind, first and foremost. Yeah. And so book clubs are about conversations amongst folks. And so we, we want to know, you know, bring people into the conversation in as many ways as possible, know what they're thinking about all of this great literature. And Sarah, like we started this thing because when we read books, you know, I, I know from your perspective, this is definitely one of the influences. But mm-hmm. when we read books, we want to talk to other people about yes. them, especially when they're really awesome books. Where we put the book down at the end, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, who do I talk to about yes. this book?" And so that's the, that's the genesis of the idea of the book club, right? And so that's what this is: is is our voices, our guests' voices, our interviewees' 
voices, but also listeners, yours. If you have thoughts you want to share, we will give you a shout out on the air. We'll share your thoughts. We'll share your feedback, your questions, all of these kinds of of things, um, because it's important to us to have that engagement. Yeah, you know, during the pandemic, as I think we're all aware, it became a little bit hard to do the in-person dialogues the way we always did. But the the idea is, how do you make a book ca- book club mm-hmm. on on a podcast have a dialogue so that we're still getting the conversation? If you recall our our former book club, I was almost militantly democratic. If that makes any sense, I was. I want to hear from everybody. Every single person answers the question because it's always so interesting to me to hear what everyone's saying and thinking about it. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, it makes the book a little, more, a little bit more real after you read it. And then you can, I have some thoughts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who can I say my thoughts to? Yeah. Who, what thoughts can I hear from? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's looking for more engagement. Um, I would say other ideas we want to throw out there. We've talked about actually physically ordering the books, you know, so if you have an interest in us curating the books for you and um, you getting, you know, a set quarterly or bi-yearly of the books, let us know. That's an idea we're toying with. We've talked about subscription boxes, like themed on the books. We've talked about all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing we are going forward with is a new sticker curated set. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, I'm about halfway through curating the Victorian era Mm -hmm. in stickers. Nice. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, So look for that coming in 2024. 2024, we're also looking for sponsors. So we have amazing sponsors currently. We're looking for more sponsors. If you want your shout out on air, all you have to do is help sponsor this very small organization. It's Sarah and me. And uh, we're putting a whole lot of um, heart and soul into this thing. And so you can help us make sure we've got this thing up and running. We've got all kinds of hard costs and our sponsors can help us out there. And in turn, we're going to give you all kinds of things. Yes. You'll get information. um, I'm sorry, you'll get posted on our website. We're going to give you shout outs on air, all the stuff. So yeah, we're going to give you all kinds of exposure on social media. Yeah, that that would be excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to 2024. I am as well. You can find all of our 2024 books on our website, which is tetonicandtoxin.com. You can also comment, weigh in, just kind of follow along with what we're doing at uh, Tetonic and Toxin on Instagram and Facebook. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Yes, we are on all platforms. Mm-hmm. If you find a platform where we're not, tell us so we can get over there. But yeah, I think we're on all of them. Because we are not aware of that platform. Yeah, they're not they're not there yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so get your books. I'm getting mine. Get them with our Amazon links or order them on the eBay or find a local bookstore. Or if you want, tell us that you want to get them from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll curate you a little vintage set and send them your way. Yeah. And until our next episode, please, please stay mysterious.